Now, Luke, this is written about Jesus. This is basically like the biography of Jesus, all right? One of the four Gospels, the accounts of the Gospel. There's, uh, who knows it? Who knows it? Who knows the four accounts of the Gospel? Who can say it out loud real quick? Boom. Okay. Who's your, who's your one-on-oneer? That's right. I think I think she should take her out to get some, like, pancakes or something or some IHOP. There you go. All right? But Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So this is Luke, and this is Jesus now talking. So Jesus, or this is, the, this is Luke talking about Jesus. So now on his way, talking about Jesus, to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us or have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. As they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, if we go to the next verse, please. Jesus asked, we're not all ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner. Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. So amen. This is an awesome passage. This is basically, if you're in your Bibles right now, it will say the grateful leper. And there's some things to understand here. First and foremost, what a leper was, was someone who had a disease that was very noticeable, right? Very noticeable. You had bumps. Your skin was almost like peeling off. There's openings in your skin, warts, You're just hideous to look at. That's the truth. And these lepers, they were outcasted because they were unclean. Because if you touched the leper, the issue was that you would get what they have, leprosy. So they stood away from people as far as they could. And leprosy ran rampant in the time of Jesus. It was crazy. Many people had leprosy. What they had to do was they had to stay outcasted from everyone else until they could be clear from the priest, cleared from the priest, it's almost like, you know, everybody know how COVID is happening right now, right? You got to get that negative test or you can't go back to work, can't go back to school in some places. So it's like they're tested positive for leprosy. It ain't until the priests say you're good to go, you can come back into society. This was messed up for them because think about it. You can't be around people. You can't be around people. You can't make money. You can't sell them things. You can't be around your own family at times. So understand this, that these men, these 10 men, right, that were between Galilee and Samaria, man, they were struggling. They were probably homeless, diseased, miserable, miserable. That's the first thing we have to understand and why Jesus told them to go back to the priest. But what did they say? They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Pity us. Have mercy on us. And what does Jesus say? Jesus Just to show you how powerful Jesus is, the gift that Jesus was, he just simply said, well, get up and show yourself to the priest. Just get up. Get up and go to the priest. All ten men did that. Understand that all ten men got up. They believed what Jesus was saying. They went to the priest. On the way to the priest went ten men. But only one of them took the time to realize that he was healed, that the leprosy was gone, He didn't even need to go to the priest. Instead, he thought it was more important to go back to Jesus. So he returns back to Christ, 
and he gets on his face. He gets on his face, onto the ground, starts praising Jesus, thanking him. Picture that. Just some guy at the feet of Jesus, thanking him. And Jesus actually says, he, he, he commends this guy. He, he says, this guy, wasn't there 10 people? Weren't there another nine that were healed as well? But only one came back. Only one came back. So Jesus doesn't recognize the nine that were healed. He recognizes the one that went to praise him, to give him glory, to give him thanks. So how important is gratitude to Jesus? Well, this is how important it is to Jesus. If we go back to that verse, and if we can keep it up, the last verse. This is how important it is to Jesus. This is what he says. He says that your faith, he says, has no one returned to glory. And then Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. So what does Jesus see as faith? Jesus didn't just see the, the, okay, like, I got up and I went to the priest. That's faith, right? Because what do they need their confirmation for healing for? They needed to know they were healed from the priest. The man himself didn't need to go to the priest. He knew that he was healed, and what he did was he went back to Jesus, and he started giving him thanks. Jesus recognizes the man's thanks and praise connecting to faith. That is how important thanks was to Jesus in this scenario, that he recognized it as the man having faith. And what, how important is this faith? This faith is actually what has delivered him, what pretty much saved him. So understand this, is that a lot of us, we, we know that we've been saved by Jesus, right? We say, yeah, yeah, I've been saved. Yeah, I know God. Yeah, God's healed me. God's healed me of depression. He's healed me of anxiety. God has helped me, right? But if we're not giving praise to God, right, do we really believe that? Do we really have faith? Because understand this, if God has healed someone, if he saved someone, it should be as clear as day as this man who had leprosy. It shouldn't be any vaguey like, well, I think I might be saved. I think God healed me. I might be saved. I, I, I think Jesus did a work on my life. I don't really know. I'm not sure. You see, no, there's, there's, there's a difference. You see, the man was crying out for mercy one second, and then he was praising God for healing the next. See, if you genuinely have faith, if you genuinely believe in Jesus, that he is a savior, that he is the healer, and that he has actually saved you and healed you, this is actually what your reaction is supposed to be. This is what your reaction is supposed to be. You see, there wasn't no, man, oh, I'm healed, man. Let me uh, just continue. Let me go back to that gate and start, you know, being a man with leprosy. No, no, there was no going back to normal with this man. He noticed he was healed, went back to Jesus, gave thanks to him, praised him, gave him glory. That is what he recognizes. You So what? You go to church. You go to church, and what do you do here? So what? You read the Bible here and there. You're not applying it to your life. You see, these men, they were stuck in the religious aspect of what Jesus said, right? He was like, and in a sense, Jesus was testing them. He said, well, go back to the priest, see, you know, you'll see, right? You guys are all healed. Go back to the priest. It was like a test. 
And so I, I honestly believe that you can be healed, but it doesn't mean you're saved. And you, you see that a lot with people. They prayed for God to give them uh, something, right? Let's say they prayed for God to help their parents or they prayed for God to heal someone. And then all of a sudden that person's healed. All of a sudden that person is, is good, right? But they never go back to God. They never go back to God and say, Jesus, I trust you now. I know you as healer. I know you as miracle worker. I know that you are faithful. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to praise you. Simply because they don't have faith. They don't have faith. Maybe the ten men, didn't. maybe the other nine men didn't know who Jesus was. You know, maybe they said master with their lips, but he wasn't the master in their hearts. They screamed out master, but their actions did not say master. They wanted the healing, but they didn't want the master. There could have been so many things going on with them, but Jesus simply highlights this man, and he calls him foreigner. Because, listen, it's, 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 really, it's, it's really awesome how Jesus works because Jesus came to save the least of us. Jesus came to save the least of us. The thing about the Samaritan was the Jews, the Jews looked down on the Samaritans. But yet, it's the Samaritan man that had leprosy. I mean, this dude was totally just... And the bottom of the food chain, that's the person Jesus commends in the story that says, your faith has made you well. So you may be some, you know, you may have good grades in your school, right? You may go to church every week. You may even be the type of person that, that everyone looks at and says, man, this person is doing good in life. But if you don't have the faith of this man, right, God is not going to say your faith has made you well. And that's why sometimes you'll see people, right? You'll see people that grow up through church, grow up in church, and they, they live this life, and they, they, they look good on the outside, but then all of a sudden one day they just crash. But then here's this man or this woman that was saved from the, from the scums of the world, right? From the straight bottoms of it. The, the, the worst of the worst. I'm talking about delinquent, went to jail, addicted to drugs. This person gets saved, and they're on fire, and they never turn away from God. Why is that? It's just simple. It's this word called faith. That's it, faith. He had faith. That's the moral of the story is that Jesus healed 10 men, but only one had faith. Only one had faith, and Jesus commends him. If we can uh, have the communion ready. If we can go to the, the Re uh, chapter in Revelations, please. Revelations. Book of Revelation, not Revelations, Revelation. Revelation chapter 5. You see, maybe if the 10 men knew who they were really talking to, right? Maybe if the 10 men knew who they were really talking to, that Jesus, right, is the Lamb of God, that Jesus is the Messiah, that Jesus is the Savior, that he's Lord, and that what that man did when he fell on his face is nothing new for Christ. And it's, nothing that, it's not going to be the first time. It wasn't the last time or the first time that Jesus would have someone Basically, sprawled out on the floor, face down, praising him, praising him. In Revelation chapter 5, it says, Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God who sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. 
When he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Face down before the lamb. Understand that this is painting an image, right? Jesus is that lamb. Jesus is that lamb, the lamb that was sacrificed. He's that lamb, and he's on the throne. And heaven and earth is watching this throne. It's watching this lamb on the throne, and they start to worship him. And it says, each one had a heart they were holding, uh, golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song, saying, if you could scroll down, please. You are worthy to take the scroll, to open the seal, because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe, language, and people, and nation. You have made them kingdom, a kingdom of priests, a kingdom and priests to serve our God. You see, these people are seeing the throne. They're seeing Jesus, the same Jesus that this man said that was healed from leprosy. It's the same Jesus that is being seen in heaven on the throne. And what? They're having the same reaction. Gratitude. Praise. If we continue to read on, this is years after. I mean, this, this has not happened yet. And it says, then I looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands, ten times ten thousand. And they encircled the throne and living creatures and elders. In a loud voice they were saying, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. You see, this idea of gratitude, it is an eternal attitude. It is eternal Right now, that man who was praising, well, right now, that man that was praising Jesus on his face, he's in heaven doing the same thing. Do you understand that this is eternity? Where you understand the lamb that was slain. You see him face to face. You see what he, he has done. And you do just what that man did. You get on your face and you give him thanks. If I could have Lawrence up to the keys, please. And the altar workers. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying this, to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be praise and honor and glory forever and ever. Do you understand that this God, this Jesus, this one who was slain, he is going to receive glory forever and ever. But from who? From all of creation. You see, this idea of thanksgiving, it is not a momentary one. It is not a temporary one. It's not a once a year thing. This is an eternal attitude. If your attitude does not match this right now, I want to let you know you're on the outside. You're one of the other nine. You're not, you're not the man that came back that Jesus actually said you have faith. If you're not a man or a woman full of gratitude, face down, praising Jesus, thanking him for healing you, for saving you, then chances are your faith has not delivered you. Chances are your faith has not made you well. Chances are you're not a part of this tens of thousands. You see, because the ten that were healed, oh, there's more than ten. There's tens of thousands and thousands, right? But they're not like the other nine. They went back to God. They give glory back to God. They had hearts full of gratitude. So Elevate, do you have a heart full of gratitude? Can you give thanks to Jesus? 
Are you thankful that he has healed you? Are you thankful that he has healed you? Are you thankful that he has saved you? Do you understand that he has purchased you? That he has saved you? That with his blood and what he did on the cross, he was able to take you away from your sin, from your depression, from your anxiety, from your perversion, from your addiction. He was able to save you in that way. If you understand this, you should be full of gratitude. Because what God has done is greater than anything anyone else could do. If everyone can stand up, please. The altar call is going to be a little different. We do have um, two workers here. So if you are a lady, go with Jackie. If you are a male, go with TJ. But the altar call, we're also going to be doing communion. So CLO and Oscar, if you could pass out the sacraments. Everyone grab one. Listen, this is to be done in a worthy manner. What we're doing right now is that Jesus told us to literally do this in remembrance, to give thanks, to give thanks, to do this in an attitude of gratitude. What are we giving thanks for? Well, Jesus, he was slain. He was brutally crucified. His blood was shed on the cross. His body was pierced. Not just because, but because every, every one of us. You know, some people will die for a good person. But how many people would die for a liar, a murderer, a thief? How many people would die for an adulterer? A jealous man, a coveting man. Well, that's what we once were without Jesus. So we're going to have a time of prayer. I want everyone to bow their heads, close their eyes. I want you guys to reflect on your heart. Do you have a heart of gratitude? Are you like the one that came back to Jesus, full of thanks? Or are you like the other nine that were never mentioned again? Which one are you like? Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, because you, Lord, you're the reason why we can be thankful, Lord. And not just now, but every day of our lives, not just our lives, God, but all of eternity, God, we can be thankful. We can have a heart of gratitude. Because you purchased us from sin. You purchased us from the devil, Lord. You took us, God, away from death. And you saved us, Lord, by your death and your resurrection, Jesus. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us, God, that we would not neglect this word. That we would not see it and hear it and just walk away like the other nine. But, God, I pray that we would receive the gospel. And that receiving of the gospel, Lord, we would give you praise and glory, Everyone just begin to reflect. Begin to ask God, God, ask him, Lord, am I healed? Am I saved? If you are not saved in this place, it's simple. Put your trust in Jesus. Put your trust in Jesus. You see, he was healed, no doubt about it. He was saved. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. Jesus saved him. He healed him. It should be the same with you. If you're realizing you're not saved and you need a Savior, you need Jesus, this is where you can come up to this altar call. We have people that can pray for you and walk you through it. But God wants you to know that he loves you. 
You see how he healed the men. The men didn't do anything. He healed them. And that is how God works. He heals people free of charge. Free of charge. Freely heals people. It's no gimmick, no game. He'll heal you. But now, what are you going to do? Are you going to put your faith in Jesus? Or are you going to live your life like you never met him? As Lauren sings, you have time to come up and just reflect on that word. Right now in your hands, you have uh, a cup. So just begin to open up the cup. Jesus, he's worthy of all. He deserves all the glory. He's worthy of your thanks. So don't eat it just yet. If you need help, look to your neighbor. They can help you. We're going to start off with the grape juice that represents Jesus' blood. So the thing about Jesus' blood is that it purchased us, right? It is what has brought us near to God because sin deserved death. That's what we have to understand in this place is that your sin, no matter how small you look at your sin, no matter how big you look at your sin, it's all been washed by the blood. It's all been washed by the blood so that you can draw near to God. So, Lord, thank you for your blood, God. Thank you that you, sh- that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross. That your- his blood was enough. His blood was sufficient. His blood is what was needed for all of mankind, Lord. For us to be cleansed of our sin. So, let's drink of the of the grape juice and I didn't oh, thank you Jesus because usually you'd be doing this out of thankfulness Jesus' blood see Christ told us to do this in remembrance of him and what he's done Uh, take of the wafer and this right here this this thin piece of 
wafer. This actually represents Jesus' body. So Jesus' body was pierced. It was wounded. Isn't that awesome? Jesus' body was wounded and pierced so that we could be healed. It says in the Bible that by his stripes we are healed. So when we take of this wafer, right, we do this not in just religious mindset, but in thankfulness, with gratitude, understanding what Christ has done for us. Amen. So, Lord, thank you for this wafer, God. Thank you for your body that was pierced when they nailed you on the cross, Lord. When they put you there for hours, God. Lord, your body hung there, Lord, for us, Jesus. So we thank you, God. Amen. We want to take up the wafer. Amen. So, Lawrence, if you could lead us in, in uh, one more song, same song. Let's give thanks to God. He deserves the glory. His death, his resurrection, no one else could do it. Everyone, just put your hands in the air in a sign of surrender to Jesus. In a sign of surrender to Jesus, put your hands in the air. Let's see what that leopard did, and let's replicate that. Let's imitate that. Let's worship him. Let's worship Jesus. We lift you up in this place, Jesus. You are the lamb that was slain by your death. You purchased us new life, God. Lord, let us not just look for things that we can be thankful for, but let's, let's be thankful for you, the Son of God, the one who died for us. Lord, I pray that you, God, by your Spirit, would always put remind us, remind us of this gospel, this good news, Lord, so that, God, we can not just be thankful today or when we're around family, but we can be thankful, God, even when trials come, when tribulations come, when things aren't going our way, Lord. When we feel that when we're, we're alone, God, we can still have your presence because of your son. Lord, we thank you, God. And we want to continue to thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. Hallelujah.
the Son of God, Jesus. 